Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along. Tradies News in a nutshell for your Tuesday morning. It is the 2nd of January, 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney this morning, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. All before Brexit. Breakfast with Jimmy Smith and Michael Carianis coming up in an hour's time. Hope you all had an enjoyable weekend. Whatever you did, you stayed safe and welcome. You did in the new year very, very nicely. And all of a sudden, the holiday, well, there's still people on holidays, aren't there, this week? But uh, the holiday period winding down, uh, especially once we get to next week. But Plenty for us to look forward to on this show over the course of the next hour. We're going to have a chat with Chris Burke and see how he spent his New Year's in America very shortly. He did tease us the other day that he was going to be playing, what was it, football manager uh, as uh, it rang midnight in America. We'll see if he ended up doing that or not. We'll have a chat with him, plus get all the latest from the USA. John Gallo will be on the line in about a half an hour as well assuming he has set his alarm, and which is always, if you've listened over the past few weeks, always a gamble. Uh, and we'll find out uh, what's happened in the latest with the EPL. There will be EPL going on as well uh, this morning. So we'll have a chat with John Gallo. The Liverpool-Newcastle uh, Liverpool Newcastle game kicking off at 7 a.m. this morning. So 7 a.m. this morning, so a couple of hours' time from now. Uh, now, this morning, a uh, bit of news around, bit of cricket yesterday. Uh, one big bash game played, one big bash game rained out. Tennis, United Cup uh, played as well. Story on the back page of today's Daily Telegraph about a Penrith Panther as well in a Bulldogs jersey. We'll get to that shortly. But, of course, New Year's Day yesterday. This is our first chance to speak since then. So I want to know a couple of things this morning. one 300 one straight on air if you call up, or 0457-736-736. Two things. Um, and I know uh, the breakfast guys are going to do predictions and all of that after 6 a.m. So you're more than welcome to kick that off early and throw in some predictions for New Year's in sport. But also, what are you hoping for this year? So what do you think is going to happen this year? Of course, it is a big year. NRL, AFL seasons, of course, the NRL season, uh, when we're talking about rugby league, only the actual season, only two months away now. So the off-season flying by, we're not going to be long. It's not going to be long until we're into some pre-season matches. And, of course, all attention will turn in the next few weeks to Vegas uh, when those matches get underway. Uh, Well, those two matches get underway in a couple of months' time. So, of course, NRL, AFL, it is an Olympic year as well which may have gone slightly under the radar at the back end of 2023 with how much sport was going on. But it is an Olympic year, and there is a lot of other sport going on as well this year. So what do you think will happen? 
0457 736 736. And what do you want? To, what do you hope will happen? What do you want to happen? Obviously, if you're a Tigers fan or um, team that's been struggling over the past couple of years, you're Dragons, you hope you're in the top eight, hope you're winning the competition. But what do you want from 2024 in sport? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, our open line number. So what do you think will happen? Give us some predictions for 2024 in sport. And what do you want to happen? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, our open line number. A bit of news around, as you can imagine, fairly quiet at the moment, but we are only a day away from the New Year's test at the SCG, which we're looking forward to. And Paul Dennett, by the way, who was with me last week, um, and we were national last week. We're going to be national for the rest of this week, apart from this morning. But he's going to be uh, in uh, studio with me again tomorrow and Thursday morning uh, to talk all things cricket. So ahead of the New Year's test in Sydney, uh, kicking off tomorrow, um, and then he'll join me to recap day one as well. Um, but a bit of news surrounding Dave Warner. Now, we always knew there was going to be news around David Warner this week, his final test match at his home ground, the SCG. And it's funny, over the past 12 or 18 months, we've been talking about the fact, will he, won't he be there? Uh, struggled a little in the Boxing Day test. But I think on the back of what he did in Perth, and to be honest, I think even if he had struggled in Perth, he would have still been given this SCG test to say goodbye. He also said yesterday in a press conference, which came as a bit of a shock, that he'll be an, he'll be a retiring from one-day cricket ahead of the Sydney test as well. Um, he said, reflecting back on that whole period, my whole career, I've got no regrets because you're going to have a lot of hurdles that you have to jump. There's going to be obstacles in the way, but you have to move forward. I've done that with dignity. I've come back, and I have a lot of passion for the game. And it was important from my perspective to make sure that I've given back. This is what after what happened in South Africa in 2017. Uh, sort of a surprise that he was going to retire from the one-day format. But there was a bit of a caveat to his announcement. And this is an interesting one. He says that if he is still playing well enough in a couple of years' time, he would consider making himself available for selection in the ICC Champions Trophy if required. Um, he's still going to be playing domestic T20 cricket. He's still available for Australia in terms of T20 cricket as well. What do you make of that, though? We're talking about the ICC Champions Trophy in a couple of years' time. Look, he's been a sensational player, and we know he's still going to be around. But I think it might be time now he has announced that he is retiring from one-day cricket. It is probably time to move forward and not look back when we get to that. But it will be an interesting one if he is still playing and still playing good cricket, especially short-form cricket, which is all he's going to be playing now, um, at least internationally. Would he potentially be given a call back up to the Australian team in a couple of years' time? I think, yeah, you've just got to move forward. But what do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, our open line number. It is an intriguing one. I reckon, but we'll see what happens there. Now, summer of tennis underway as well. And, of course, the Australian Open just under two weeks away now, starting a day earlier. Um, and when we have a chat with Matty Cox next week, he's off this week, uh, but when we have a chat with him next week on the show, we'll, we'll see what he thinks about the tennis starting a week earlier. But Alex Diminor, 
very good last night. Some people saying, Jim Courier, John Fitzgerald, saying it might be the best they've ever seen Alex Demonor play. Moved up to 12th in the world at the end of last year. And he managed to get past Taylor Fritz, 6-4-6-2. And then our doubles team managed to beat the USA as well. So Australia 2-1 in the United Cup against the USA last night. But Alex Demonor, 6-4-6-2. We know there's going to be no Nick Kyrgios at this year's Australian Open. And for many, many years, everyone has looked at Nick Kyrgios as being the one that will probably, if, if there's going to be any of them, probably be the one that breaks the drought on the male side of things for Australia in a Grand Slam. We know Nick Kyrgios made the final Wimbledon a couple of years ago. But Alex Demonor, a lot of people... And a lot of experts saying that he could give this thing a shake. Maybe not this Australian Open. He might not be able to go all the way, but he's getting better and better. And when you rank 12th in the world, you just never know. Wouldn't it be interesting to see if he got through to the second week? Because I, I, I get the feeling um, with not a lot. Well, there's a lot of big names, of course. Novak's still there. Rafa's still there. Um, but no, Roger, obviously, um, and hasn't been for a few years now. And then with the lack of, no, Ash Barty, of course, uh, who announced her retirement after she won the Australian Open a couple of years ago. So with the lack of Australians in there that are genuine contenders and no Nick Kyrgios, I think the Australian Open sometimes until we get to the second week uh, gets a little forgotten. But now with Alex Dimonor, a chance. You never know. Well done to him in the United Cup yesterday. Uh, over Taylor Fritz. Uh, impressive win. We'll see what he can do. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 There was, well, one game of Big Bash. Well, supposed to be two, but one game of Big Bash last night or yesterday afternoon. Hobart Hurricanes over the Sydney Thunder. The game between the Heat and the Sixers, not a ball was bowled. Uh, the rain up in Queensland meant the match was washed out. Everyone that brought tickets to the game, is going to get a full refund, though. So disappointing, though, because it would have been good to see some cricket last night uh, with the game between the Sixers and the Heat, but not meant to be. So that's just some of what's set our, our agenda on this Tuesday morning, second uh, day of January 2024. Want to know what you think will happen in sport this year? Give us some predictions, but also what you want to happen in sport this year. Is there something that you think could happen, but unlikely? And is there something that people might have forgotten is happening this year? I mentioned the Olympics, but there'd be a lot of other sporting events. When we get to the 2nd of January and we look at the big one this year, which is obviously the Olympics, but then we talk about the NRL and the AFL seasons, which are important as well, which will get most of our focus once the cricket is done here. Is there something we're missing? And of course, when you're talking about cricket as well, and you have to go a long way into the future for this, almost to this time next year. Um, but we do have a very enticing summer coming up next year with India coming to Australia. We'll talk more about that with Paul Dennett tomorrow when he joins me in the studio. So that is another thing. So what are you most looking forward to in sport in 2024? And what do you think is going to happen in 2024? What do you want to happen? one 300 one 1170 0457 736 736 your text, your calls on the other side of this, and we'll cross to the USA and speak to Chris Perkins. 
Perkins in at just a second. I see Dean Ritchie has written an article in today's Daily Telegraph surrounding Bryant Toto, who uh, sent social media into a spin, apparently, after he was photographed dressed in a Canterbury Bulldogs jersey in a New Year's Eve post. Now, he took a series of selfies uh, with his family, uh, which appeared on his wife's Instagram story around midnight with the caption, Happy New Year. Uh, 25 years of age, New South Wales origin and Samara test winger. Uh, does have several links with Canterbury. We know uh, Josh Shadow. Uh, we know Jerome Lewis, sorry, is talking to Canterbury, although it seems likely, although that story hasn't developed anywhere over the past few days. So we'll see what happens uh, there. Uh, but we know he's had talks with the Bulldogs over the past uh, couple of months. Of course, Steve Crichton there as well. Uh, Panthers fans, are you overly bothered? Rugby League fans, are you overly bothered? Uh, we saw this. There was an instance with this a couple of years ago with Dane Laurie, uh, who was at the Tigers at the time. He's now back at the Panthers for this season coming up this year. But um, he was photographed in a Panthers jersey, even though at that point in time he was playing for the Tigers. Brian Tuo uh, posted stuff on Instagram. His wife posted stuff on Instagram. Panthers player, been fantastic for Penrith for many, many years in a Bulldogs jersey. I think it's a little strange. Uh, I would say, but that's probably about it. Uh, I don't think there's a huge issue, but maybe you disagree. Maybe you think that is an issue. Maybe, you know, if, especially if you're a Panthers fan, I'd be interested to hear from you. one 300 70 or 0457-736-736. If one of your team's players, um, and it's Brian Tuo in this case, but if one of your team's players was photographed in another team's jersey for whatever reason, would that annoy you? I'd be interested to hear. I, I, look, I can understand why it would raise eyebrows, and it probably would frustrate some people. Or do you think it's a bit of a storm in a teacup? Interested to hear from you. one 736 Any questions for Chris Perkins? Get them in as well. Plus, what are you most looking forward to in sport in 2024? And give us some predictions uh, for what may well happen in sport in 2024. It is time to do this for the first time in 2024. <laughs> Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And it is great to have this man back on board for the new year. Looking forward to another year of great conversations with him, not just about sport, but about anything. And I will also just uh, because, uh, uh, firstly, let's say hello to Chris Perkins. Happy New Year, Chris. Happy New Year. Yeah, it, it is New Year's Day over here. Yes. Uh, I... I Glad to hear you survived your New Year's Eve. <laughs> yep, yep. It was Although, a rough. Uh, no, not rough at all. It's great. No, no, very, very good. I'll get into that in just a second. I just wanted to just point out that uh, we are still finding you an NRL team. Um, so uh, we have been national last week. We are going national tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. But then next week it's back to normal. So we will be going very hard-hitting because we're only two months away from the NRL season starting. So don't worry. Yes. We haven't forgotten about getting Chris an NRL team, and that will return next week on the show. No, New Year's Eve was very, very nice. Out with some friends. Um, uh, very nice night. A uh, little tired yesterday, I'll say that. But no, very nice night. And I tell you what, <laughs> I don't know about you, and I'll ask you how uh, your New Year's Eve was in a second. But what 
do you uh, the general mood uh, at least where I was and I think generally right around the world and I saw fireworks displays from London Edinburgh I saw what happened in New York of course and various places around the world general mood on uh, Sunday night Monday morning was very uh, good very hopeful for the new year so no it was a really good night um yes just a little tired yesterday Chris uh, how did you spend your new year because you did tell us the other day that you might you're getting every you're getting everyone very excited about how you're spending your new year about potentially playing football manager. Now, did that eventuate? That did eventuate actually. I was sitting at a truck stop in Greensboro, North Carolina yesterday. I'm on a load up to Chicago. I've mm. got time on the load. Got a lot of downtime. So yes. stopped early. Watched football all day yesterday from 1 p.m. Eastern all the way through to past 11 p.m. Eastern uh, last night. So watching all the Week 17 games. Uh, Then, you know, midnight, didn't even watch the ball drop, didn't even bother. Hmm. I looked at my phone about three minutes after midnight. I was like, oh, it's the new year. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was actually at midnight. I was prepping my lineup to play Bayern Munich in a Champions League game. I'm the manager of Bordeaux in my mm. in my football manager game, mm. um, which I, I've got a Jekyll and Hyde team. I've got a team that can beat Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League 1-0, mm. four days later lose to St. Etienne 2-0 in Ligue 1. Mm. Well, Jekyll and Hyde. That is a managing. that is a great way to spend a New Year's Eve. I think I'm going to ask you a question, and I, I actually it's nothing to do with sport at all. Fireworks. Yeah. Um, and, and look, Sydney does it brilliantly. London does it brilliantly. It's done brilliantly right across the world. I think they're a little overrated or not, Chris? Absolutely not. I love a good love fireworks. It? Okay. Display. Okay. Because Absolutely love a good fireworks. Fourth of July, I love a great fireworks okay. display. Okay. Lo- love actually shooting them off myself. Uh, yes, that's illegal here. <laughs> illegal here in Australia. But yeah, you, I know. You it's that. illegal in some places here too, but... Not where I live. I just saw a lot of criticism yesterday on social media, and you do get this uh, every this day or last yesterday, every day, uh, every New Year's Day. But a lot of people saying, "Oh, they should do other things other than fireworks." Oh, four fives. Look, I, I managed to see the fireworks in Sydney, as I saw, as I said, it's a London ones all across the world. If you watch the news, it was headline Sydney news. Sydney does them so well. Sydney does so well. Sydney, uh, with no offence to our good friends over in New Zealand, Sydney is the, probably the first major city that actually gets New Year's done. Um, only a couple of hours after New Zealand does. So. But, I, yeah, I did see a lot of criticism. So fireworks, uh, totally off topic this morning, but fireworks, overrated or do you love them on New Year's Eve? Give us some better ideas. Uh, 0457 736 736. I'm not entirely sure how we got there. Let's get to some sport, though, before we run out of time. NFL been a busy, busy, busy couple of days. Yeah, um, we have uh, Week 17 games. We've got playoff spots that have been locked down. Uh, we have some other. We have a lot of questions for a lot of teams. So we'll mm. start with the Philadelphia Eagles. What the hell happened to the Eagles yesterday? The, this was supposed to be the easy part of their schedule, where they locked down the NFC East, locked down the two seed. Boy, did they step in it yesterday! Up fourteen at home against the Arizona Cardinals, and they needed Dr. Heimlich in the rooms after <laughs> the game because they choked that one away 35 31 loss to the three and 12 cardinals are you kidding me mm. eagles have now lost four of five and they're in danger 
of not winning the NFC East, which mm. is a great news, which is great news for Dallas Cowboy fans mm. because the Cowboys nearly stepped in it at home Saturday night against the Detroit Lions. They got a massive break at the end of that game. Uh, they were up twenty to nineteen after the Lions drove down the field in in a two minute drill, got a touchdown inside the final minute. Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, God loves him. He was on brand. He said, we're going for two, and we're going for the win. Mm. Pulled a trick play out of the book. It was a touchdown pass to an offensive lineman. Flag on the play, though, because apparently, and there's a whole lot of controversy about this, the offensive lineman in question who caught the pass, according to the referee, did not report himself as an eligible receiver. That is a penalty. Moved him back five yards. Dan Campbell went for it again. Offside play. They got a third crack at it. Pass fell incomplete. Dallas won the game by a point. Just a crazy Saturday night. But Mm. Dallas now in a position to win the NFC East, uh, get the number two seed in the NFC, which means at least one home playoff game for the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys have won 16 straight at home after their win Saturday night against uh, against the uh, Detroit Lions. So uh, an incredible weekend. Uh, another game we watched yesterday, uh, the Baltimore Ravens locked mm. down the one seed in the AFC. They tore the Miami Dolphins apart mm. yesterday in Baltimore. 56 to 19. Baltimore, oh my goodness, they they look like a Super Bowl favorite. Lamar Jackson is has probably locked down the most valuable player award. What that does, Miami now in a position, they haven't locked down the AFC East division title yet mm. and a home playoff game because Buffalo hung on to beat New England yesterday. Miami and Buffalo play. Sunday night football, game number 272, and the last one of the NFL season, Sunday night, week 18 in Miami. The winner of that game wins the AFC East, and there's a scenario where Buffalo could either be the two seed in the in, in the AFC playoffs or mm. completely out of the playoffs. Very, very interesting. And we're not that far away from the Super Bowl either. What is it, about five or six Ooh. weeks now? I'm talking uh, this morning about, obviously, New Year, first time off being on air, about what we're most looking forward to in sport this year. And, of course, it is an Olympic year, but Super Bowl is just one of them, just around the corner. Speaking of very important matches, college football, a lot of games getting underway at around 10 a.m. this morning. Old games today. New Year's Day is traditionally a, mm. a big college football day. Uh, games have already kicked off. We've got the Citrus Bowl down in Florida. Uh, we've got the Verbo Fiesta Bowl going on right now out in Arizona. Liberty, uh, the group of five schools that uh, qualified for the New Year's for a New Year's Six Bowl game, uh, they're actually leading Oregon six three right now. Early on in that game out in Glendale, Arizona. So we've got nice appetizers. Yes. Leading into the college football playoff semifinals uh, later this afternoon, 10 a.m. Sydney time. Mm. Uh, we've got the granddaddy of them all, the oldest college football bowl game, the Rose Bowl. First played in 1902. In fact, one of the teams playing today, Michigan, 
They were involved in that first Rose Bowl back in 1902. They beat Stanford 49-0 in a game that was so bad, the Tournament of Roses didn't have another football game for 14 years. Hmm. 14 years? Yeah, they took that bad. You know what? Yeah, that, that, that football thing, it's just not working out for us. We're going to have ostrich races and chariot races. That sounds well, you know, that, that could be all right. They, that could be all right. They they came to their senses finally mm. in 1916 and had another football game, and we are grateful for it because mm. we get a feast of a game at 5 o'clock Eastern time today mm. uh, in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Top seed Michigan, number four Alabama, these are the bluest of the blue bloods in college football, the winningest programs in college football history. And you got Michigan, third straight trip to the playoffs. Everything that has gone on with Michigan this year, oh, my goodness, with Jim Harbaugh missing six games, suspended for a total of six games this season, head coach of Michigan, it has been Michigan versus the world. Mm. Uh, and they're taking on Alabama who some might say snuck into the playoffs uh, on on the backs of their on the back of their win over Georgia, mm. but they got Nick Saban, seven time national champion coach. This one's going to be a tasty one uh, this afternoon at the Rose Bowl at its traditional start time. And if you watch the game later today, it is a it, the weather's beautiful out in Pasadena today. They've got the parade going on right now. Mm. Um, the sun sets. Start of the fourth quarter over the San Gabriel, Gabriel mm. Mountain. There are few prettier sites in the world than the, that site during the Rose Bowl game. So that, that's the first playoff game. Yep. The second one is the Sugar Bowl later tonight down in New Orleans, Washington and Texas. Mm. That's going to be a great game as well to watch. you got Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback at, at Washington. If there's a kid you want to cheer for, yep. it's Michael Penix Jr. with the college career he's had. He's had four seasons in due to injury. Mm, four this seasons. Year, he stayed held. And we're, and we're talking shoulder injuries. We're talking ACL tears. Uh, he transferred from Indiana out to Washington, and now he gets to play in a, national, in a semifinal game, in a playoff semifinal game against Texas, another big blue blood brand in college football who is mm. all the way back. That is going to be another really good game. Both these oh. semifinal games tonight are going to be awesome. All right. Sounds very, very good. I can tell, and rightfully so, uh, in your voice, how excited you are about an exciting part of the football season over there. I always – it's it's almost like us when we to the NRL finals for us in Sydney and New South Wales and Queensland, and then it all ends. And that's, I'm going to feel very sorry for you, Chris, when it all ends. But then there's other sport that we look yeah. forward to, so that's okay. Hey, just – just really, really quickly, um, it's got an EPL on the other side of the break, but uh, um, you would have heard when we came back from the break about the Panthers player uh, photographed on Instagram in a Bulldogs jersey. Would that happen in, in NFL, actually in any sport over there? And if it did, what would the reaction be from fans, do you reckon? It would not be good. That That is that is betrayal. Mm. Okay. That, that, that is, yeah, that is. Yeah, especially I mean, if we're talking about a player under contract yep. to a team wearing the colors of another. Yep. Oh, it, it would light the world on fire over here if somebody did that. And, yep. and, you know, there would be circumstances where maybe, you know, there might be a contract dispute. There, there would be something going on behind the scenes.
that's now getting out into the public that you would see that because you see a lot of players mm. when they're in a contract dispute over here, they scrub their social media mm. of anything regarding the, the team that they, they're currently playing for. Mm. Like if they're in a contract dispute. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, but, but wear another team's colors, there better be a really damn good reason for that. Very interesting. Yeah, I can't think of one offhand. Okay, very interesting. Um, all right, that's from an American's point of view. Uh, as I said, uh, the more I think of it, look, I don't think it's the biggest thing in the world, and it, you know, it's not going to be making headlines for days, and it's not the crime of the century. Uh, I do still think it's a little odd, but uh, unless there is a very good reason to it, and I can understand why awkward. it would. Uh, yeah, awkward. I, I don't think it is a huge deal. I don't think it will affect uh, him and his team, and it won't. No one's going to be talking about it come March. Let's face it. But it is interesting, and I can see why it would frustrate people. I think, Chris, great stuff. I uh, will let you go. We'll speak on Friday uh, this week. Then we'll go back to the normal days uh, next week. So looking forward to that. We'll have a chat Friday morning. Sounds good. We'll review the pl- the playoff games. We'll preview week 18 when we talk again on Friday. Sounds good, mate. Thank you. Chris Perkins on the line talking all things American sport. We'll chat with him again later on in the week. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. Predictions for the year in sport. What is going to happen? What are you most looking forward to this year in terms of the sporting calendar? And the whole Brian 20 photographed on New Year's Eve in a Bulldogs jersey. You heard what Chris just had to say there, saying that, you know, if that happened in America, there would be outrage. What do you reckon? 0457, does it frustrate you? Would it frustrate you if it was one of your team's players for whatever reason? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We are going to chat football in a second with John Gallo, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, asking your predictions in sport uh, this year. What are you most looking forward to on the sporting calendar? Obviously, NRL, AFL, Olympic year. We're we missing something. There's one thing I just remembered when we'll speak to John about this in just a second, which is happening uh, this year in terms of football. We'll talk to John about that in a moment. And uh, yeah, so what are you most looking forward to? And predictions in sport this year. This is interesting text. Firstly, Rob, uh, if you want to send that text again, something's gone wrong with a bit of your text. So if you want to send that text in again, uh, shoot it through. I'll definitely read it out. This one from Gary. Dan, a couple of the predictions. Latrell Mitchell sent off by round five. Latrell Mitchell to pull out of the State of Origin series. And he goes to the Trail Mitchell again to retire before the end of the season. Hmm, interesting. I would say it's an important year for the Trail, I think. Um, an important year for South Sydney. Uh, they were one of the premiership favourites last year, weren't they, going into the season? And they were playing some great football midway throughout the year and then failed to make the top eight. And I think a lot of pressure is going to be on their coach, Jason Demetra. Maybe, maybe he's the one under the most pressure. Uh, as a coach this year, would definitely be up there considering how much success Souths have had over the past few years. So, yeah, going to be in a really important season for the Rabbitohs. I think keeping them coming in 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Yeah, time to talk football now for the Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power Without Limits. John Gallo has set the alarm. He's awake and he's ready to go. Good morning to you, John. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Dan. And yes, uh, I did set the alarm, mate. I had it down in the calendar as mm. we discussed. And mm. uh, yes, yeah, starting uh, starting my work 
my working calendar year today yeah. as well. So a lot to look forward to. I, I jumped out of bed with a lot of uh, a lot of happiness on my face, mate. Smiling from ear to ear. Obviously talking to you first to start mm. the day off, and uh, yes, working my way from there. So happy New Year, mate. A lot to talk about, obviously in football, a lot coming up. Uh, but a lot to look forward to in the next five to ten minutes, mate. Yes, exactly, exactly. It could be a highlight of your year. You never know this next five to ten minutes. Absolutely. I, I, I sincerely hope not. Um, now, uh, we spoke to Chris Perkins in America just before. He was playing football manager as the clock struck midnight. Uh, were you awake at midnight? What were you doing at midnight, John? I was awake at midnight, yes. Well I done. was having a nice, a nice uh, stroll through to the Harbour foreshore here in Newcastle as the nine o'clock fireworks went off. I didn't. I didn't expect to hang around for the midnight fireworks here in Newcastle because Dan, mm. we don't do uh, midnight fireworks here in Newcastle. Yeah. We only do the nine o'clock ones, apparently. So there you go. Uh, inflation has certainly hit the Newcastle <laughs> City Council really hard in the last uh, twelve months. But uh, yes, look, we uh, had a nice stroll, had a nice uh, beverage or mm. two at the local pub, mm. and uh, had a nice uh, five-course meal as well. So, Sorry, what? Uh, that might. A five-course meal, a five-course yeah. meal, yes. My, my, my wallet is crying mm. in the last couple of days, but, uh, yes, it was a nice nice evening, and, uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it. So That's cool. uh, bring on 2024, mate. Lots to look forward to. And including uh, this year, we'll get to the EP on a second, but, of course, Euros this year as well, which people on this side of the world probably only really pay attention to when it actually gets underway, but that's probably the big sporting event uh, in terms of football this year. Yes, we've got the Asian Cup happening in mm. about 11 days too, which obviously Australia will take part of the host country in Qatar. Surprise, surprise, Qatar hosting another footballing <laughs> event. And uh, we've also got Ivory Coast hosting the African Cup of Nations in about 11 days' time as well. So we're going to see, obviously, some Premier League teams being affected by that, of course. Mm. But uh, very much looking forward to seeing our Socceroos producing the Asian Cup. And as you said, the Euros in June, July, hosted in Germany. So very much looking forward to seeing what that produces going forward, obviously for England, uh, as well as some of the bigger nations like Germany, Spain, Italy, France as well. So a lot to look forward to in the uh, 2024 calendar year if you're a football fan. And first big tournament for the Socceroos since the success of the World Cup a couple of years ago. So interesting to see how they go. All right, let's uh, fly through. We've got about seven minutes. So let's get through all these EPL games, as many as we can. I tell you what, Luton Town uh, back on Saturday morning uh, gave Chelsea a bit of a scare, but Chelsea managing to hold on 3-2. Yes, yes, Chelsea up 3-0, all cruising, all happy. And then suddenly uh, two goals in the space of about seven minutes, or really, from Luton Town made it a tight finish in the end for Chelsea. But, yes, Chelsea saw it out 3-2, just a good win for Chelsea, a good morale win, but an expected one as well. I mean, obviously, since Luton in the last couple of weeks have turned their fortunes around, they've been on a really good run of form heading into this game against Chelsea. But Chelsea did enough to, uh, to get out all with three points. Crystal Palace 3 over Brentford 1. Yeah, important win for Palace under fire manager Roy Hodgson, who's been in a bit of bit of a state uh, with his own set of fans. They've been very uh, frustrated in recent weeks with the run of form that Palace have been on, but hopefully this win will turn around their confidence and get them up soaring into the, uh, in the top half of the table, hopefully in the next couple of months. But it's a big win uh, going into the international break, of course. And, uh, yeah, good win for Palace as well at home. Yeah, Man City, no real surprise. 2-0 victors over Sheffield United. 
Yes, no, the Sheffield United manager in the post-game press conference said he felt like the game went on for about five hours there because Man City dominated, had a lot of chances. Probably could have racked up a bigger scoreline than that, to be honest. That's probably the only disappointing thing if you're a City fan, but a very convincing win nonetheless for Pep Guardiola's men. I'll actually ask you now, before we look at the rest of the games, we're probably just over midway through the EPL season. We've got Liverpool in action in just over an hour's time, an important game there. Who, okay, I'll ask you, who is going to win the EPL? From all the teams you can see in the top four and just outside of the top four at the moment, and we know Tottenham had a great start to the season, Liverpool doing well, Aston Villa, who we'll look at in a second, doing well. Man City, though, always there or thereabouts, finished the year, uh, the calendar year, in the top four. If you had to pick one of those teams, who's the most likely, you reckon, at the moment? I said Man City at the start of the year. I'm still convinced Man City will be there at the end of the year. Dan, to be fair, I think they're just uh, far too good in quality, far far too good in depth. They've got a great manager, obviously, Pep Guardiola, a very demanding manager. I know people have been saying this year that maybe Man City would take the foot off the gas a little bit after winning the treble last season. I think that might, you know, lose a little bit of motivation for this year. But they just look like a side that's as motivated as ever, really. And uh, I think they'll be there, thereabouts come end of year. I think Liverpool will push them the whole way. I don't think Arsenal will be in the title race. I think they've fallen off a little bit. Obviously, they've had two losses, which we'll speak about soon. But, uh, yeah, I think Man City will be uh, the team to beat yet again. I think they'll be there, thereabouts come end of year, Dan. And the final day of the Premier League is actually the Sunday of Magic Round. And I know, uh, we know a mutual friend going to Magic Round who's a big Liverpool fan. I'll be up at Magic Round too. Has booked a pub uh, for me and him to go to if Liverpool are a chance of winning the league. So Magic Round could get be uh, ridiculously big. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see uh, if Liverpool there or thereabouts. At Villa 3 over Burnley 2. Yeah, Villa's good form obviously continues. Burnley obviously struggling in the uh, in the real relegation battle at the moment. So no real surprises. Had a man sent off in this one as well. But fair to Burnley. They pushed Villa all the way, which was a bit of a surprise. But Villa too good in the end with all three points. Wolves 3, a good win over Everton. Nil, 3-0 Wolves over Everton. Yeah, convincing. I thought Everton might have been up for this one and turned their fortunes around after their 2-1 defeat against City earlier on. But, you know, Wolves are too good, far too good at home as well at the Molyneux. Uh, very, very packed out crowd. Everyone behind the Wolves team at the moment, Gary O'Neill's doing a fantastic job there. Yeah, shame for, for Deitch and obviously Everton fans at the moment. But, yeah, Wolves did a fantastic job. 3-0, very convincing in the end. Nottingham Forest, two over Man United, one. We know Man United staged a late comeback uh, the other morning to relieve some of the pressure, but this would have piled the pressure straight back on them. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Ten Hag at the moment is definitely a man under pressure, more so than probably any other Premier League manager at the moment that I can think of. Santo, since he's been there, uh, Forrest taking over the last three games, he's done a terrific job. He's turned their fortunes around. Obviously, no surprise, really, players starting to play for contracts and trying to impress the new manager. You normally see the, the team start to lift, and Forrest definitely need that lift at the moment. So this 2-1 victory against Man United at home, I think will do them the water good. And Man United, obviously, in a world of hurt at the moment. That's a big loss and a big confidence loss as well. So, uh, yeah, they're in all sorts, Man United. You mentioned Arsenal earlier, 2-1. They lost to Fulham. Yes, and they lost a couple of days before that mm. to West Ham, 2-0, just before the uh, the New Year's Eve. And another loss here, 2-1, on the road to Fulham at uh, Craven Cottage. Yeah, look, I mean, Fulham did a fantastic job. They need to lift. They need a bit of run of four. Marcus Silva's turned things around the last two or three games. 
uh, good friend Darren McDonald. He'll be very, very pleased about this one. Uh, yeah, 2-1. And Arsenal been struggling. They had a host of chances in that first half, Arsenal. But Fulham ran the show, to be honest. They really did a great job of really, you know, ruffling up the play for Arsenal and just uh, providing so much defensive issues and concerns. And on the counter, were very impressive as well. So a good result, a great result, really, for Fulham. 2-1. Uh, poor run of form for, for Arsenal last couple of games. I think that's really hurt their title chances going forward. They're split down on the table now, Arsenal, uh, and uh, I think that's really affected their chances of winning a title this season. Just looking at their form and the way they're in at the moment, they're going to have to have a big January transfer window to try and boost their squad's chances. But yes, I think uh, they're in, in a really uh, difficult place at the moment, Arsenal. Just quickly, Tottenham three over Bournemouth one. Yeah, very impressive. Good to see Spurs 3-1, back to winning ways. Uh, the Ange bus keeps rolling forward. Good style of football, dominant performance. And uh, good to see, but a bit of a surprise in the end there. Ange was in a bit of a scuffle sideline. Yes. Scuffle mm. with the uh, Bournemouth coaching staff. He said that uh, the Bournemouth coaching staff had a bit of an issue with Ange telling one of his players to go down injured so that if he wanted treatment, he should go down and get the referee's treatment rather than hobbling around on the field. Uh, and the Bournemouth coaching staff didn't like that, but Ange got very, very heated on the sidelines. Obviously, when he was asked about the end of the game, he said it was about New Year's Eve resolutions. They had a disagreement <laughs> about the resolutions, so that can sometimes happen as well there. Yeah, I can't say I have ever made a New Year's resolution, because if you do, by, what, day five, day six of January, it doesn't happen at all. So Anyway, good to see no. Ange getting so fired up. Uh, just quickly, uh, tips for these next couple of games coming up. 7 a.m. today, 6 a.m. in Queensland, Liverpool, Newcastle, and also West Tam Brighton, which is tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm going to go with Liverpool. I think Newcastle winning the only one game in the last five. They're in a, in a bit of a run of form. They've got a bit of an injury crisis going on there at Newcastle at the moment that they're really struggling with of recent. So I'm going to go with Liverpool and uh, West Ham and Brighton. I'm going to go with West Ham. They've been in good form recently. David Moyes has turned things around the last couple of games. They've got a result against Arsenal last time out. So I think they'll be uh, in form against this one at home against Brighton. So I'm going to go West Ham. And that match tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m., 5.30 in Queensland. John, great stuff. I hope you've recovered from your five-course uh, meal the other night and you're ready to Absolutely. take on the new year. And I'm looking forward to – I'm just counting down the day. So six, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with you very, very soon. Absolutely, mate. And, uh, yeah, it was a five-course meal because, obviously, you know, you paint me so well at SEN, so I had to spend the money somehow, mate, and boost the Australian economy, which I'm glad I've done for the uh, calendar year, mate. So looking forward to a good year ahead with yourself, mate, and hopefully we'll catch up soon. I know you'll be up here in the next couple of weeks. I look forward to seeing you, Dan. Yes, I look forward to that. I look forward to that very much. Thank you, John. Speak to you on uh, Friday morning. All right, mate. Talk to you soon. John Yellow talking all things football. Good to have him back as part of the show in 2024, as will Paul Dennett, uh, who will be in the studio with me tomorrow and Thursday to talk all things cricket. Of course, John Goodsell will be around throughout 2024 as well, uh, and much more to look forward to as we get kick-started into a new year. We do that chat, football chat with John Gallo for the Makita XGT. They are the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation and power without limits. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. Breakfast with Jimmy Smith, Michael Carianis just around the corner.
Now, as I mentioned, uh, that game between the Sixers and the Heat washed out last night. They're actually going to be back in action uh, tomorrow night. But Jordan Silk will be one of the special guests on The Breakfast Show with Jimmy Smith and Michael Carianis coming up after 6 a.m., 5 a.m. in Queensland. They'll also be talking predictions uh, for the new year in sport and continue their preview of the NRL season tonight. In the big match, the Melbourne Stars taking on the Melbourne Renegades, that at the MCG. Interesting to see what kind of crowd they get to that one tonight as the Big Bash continues. Paul Dennett, as I say, will be my special guest in studio tomorrow, previewing the New Year's test against Pakistan and all the other issues happening in cricket and sport. Thanks to your company today. First one of the year done and dusted. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am at New South Wales time, 4am Queensland time. News is coming up next. Then it's breakfast with Jimmy Smith and Michael Carianis. Have a great Tuesday.